You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. A group of U.S. senators, including two of Alabama's, have officially filed a challenge to the federal vaccine mandate. The challenge will be through the Congressional Review Act, which allows for Congress to initiate and implement the process of nullifying an executive branch order. Senator Mike Braun of Indiana is leading the effort. He is the ranking member of the Senate Employment and Workplace Safety Subcommittee. 47 other Republican senators are on board with this effort, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville and Richard Shelby. The resolution was received by a Senate committee this week and is scheduled to go to the Senate floor for a full vote sometime in December. Senator Braun says that Republicans are united in opposing this federal overreach and that the consequences of this mandate is not a partisan issue but affects all Americans and all 50 states. The Alabama Baptist Convention has a new president. The organization has held its annual convention this week in Decatur. Messengers were sent to represent all the Baptist churches here in the state. They voted on electing Pastor Buddy Champion to lead as president for the next three years. Champion is the senior pastor at First Baptist Church of Trustville. He's been senior pastor there since 2006 and has seen that church grow to a membership of now 5,000. Champion is a graduate of Sanford University and Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. The Alabama Baptist Convention is the largest denomination here in the state with 3,200 churches and 1 million members. The state superintendent of schools, Dr. Eric Mackey, is supporting Governor Ivey when it comes to a new policy implementation being delayed. Mackey spoke with WBRC News, saying he supports a delay of the plan to hold back third graders who aren't at acceptable reading levels. It will take us multiple years, three to four years, to make up for what happened in the 2020 and 2021 school year. Apparently, some recent test scores in the state have shown that reading proficiency among Other academic skills has really plummeted since the COVID-19 outbreak and lockdown measures that have put children at home learning through their computers rather than in the classroom. Mackey says other interventions are being enacted to make up for lost time. Of course, it's also important to remember that all the other things that go with the Literacy Act, all the interventions we're doing, all the teacher professional development, um, the the -the on-the-ground assessments that teachers are doing, those things all continue to move forward. The next round of literacy testing will take place in April and May of 2022. A lunar eclipse is coming to Alabama this week. The partial lunar eclipse will be the longest one to occur this century. It can be seen Thursday night and into Friday morning. More than 97% of the moon will fall into the Earth's dark umbral shadow at around 3 a.m. If you dare to stay up for this event, you'll need to look to the western sky and the low horizon. At the peak of this eclipse, the moon will turn a reddish color as it's in the center of the Earth's shadow. The whole event will take about six hours. There's a man in DeKalb County who has earned the name Bicycle Man. Leon McClung is 91 years old. He has been actively restoring discarded bikes and then donating them to children in need. McClung just delivered 30 more bicycles to the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office to be given as gifts for this holiday season. WIAT News caught up with McClung and found out that he also includes a handwritten note with each bike, That note gives credit to God for guiding McClung's skilled hands for the past 91 years and wishes the recipient to enjoy the bike and look for God's guidance as well. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 
The Occupational Health and Safety Administration is stopping its emergency work safety rules, which involves getting employees across the nation vaccinated for COVID-19. OSHA released a statement effectively tabling their plans to enforce the Biden vaccine mandate for now. OSHA cited the recent ruling from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which issued a stay on OSHA's plans. OSHA says they're still confident that they have the authority to enact this mandate, but have currently suspended their activities pending further litigation. Now all of the lawsuits surrounding the Biden vaccine mandate have been consolidated and sent to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, which works out of Ohio. Have you heard all of the news stories of fully vaccinated people getting COVID? Well, now a study out of Israel is pointing the finger at the Pfizer vaccine. Researchers from KI Institute and doctors from KSM Research have published a report in Nature Communications. That study shows that those given the Pfizer shot in January of this year had a 51% increased chance of getting the COVID-19 virus or the Delta variant by July of this year. The researchers say that the risk of infection was significantly higher for those who had early vaccination. They also said their research found a decline of antibody levels in immune system compounds within a person within four to six months of getting the injection. The waning of the vaccine efficacy occurred regardless of the recipient's age. The study involved more than 1.3 million records that were supplied by the Maccabee Health Services. The state of Wyoming makes a move to shun a Trump hater. The Republican Party in that state just voted 31 to 29 to no longer recognize U.S. House representative from that state, Liz Cheney, as a Republican. This is the second time the state party has rebuked Cheney for her comments and actions taken against former President Donald Trump. The first time was formal censure for Cheney's vote to impeach Trump in early 2021. The GOP state party says that Cheney cast her vote for impeachment without any quantifiable evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors against Trump. They also said to date she has not provided any undisputed evidence to justify her questionable decision. In response, Cheney's spokesman Jeremy Adler called the state party's move laughable to suggest that Cheney is not a conservative Republican. Old Dominion University in Virginia has now taken steps to address a transgender professor who wants to soften the stigma associated with minor attracted people, which is often referred to as MAPS. Professor Alan Walker has been placed on leave by university officials following the statements made during Walker's video interview with ProStatia Foundation. Walker says a stigma surrounding pedophilia can lead to harm because people don't understand the difference between MAPS and sex offenders between attraction and criminal behavior. Walker is assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice. ODU president Brian Hemphill said in a statement following Walker's placement on leave that he wanted to say in the strongest terms possible, child sexual abuse is morally wrong and has no place in our society. And Texas Senator Ted Cruz is the first to use the term Biden's cages when it comes to illegal migrant children being held at the border. He did so as he grilled the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. How many children have been in the Biden cages in calendar year 2021? Um, uh, Senator, I uh, respectfully disagree with um, your use of uh, the term cages. Fine, you can disagree with it. How many children have been in the Biden cages? I've been to the Biden cages. I've seen the Biden cages. How many children have you detained at the Donna Tent facility in the cages you built told kids? How many children have been in those cages? Uh, uh, Senator, I can uh, uh, provide to you the following uh, figure that um, when, and let me, let me say, 
that when a child... I, I don't... Child, I, I, it's a simple question. How many children have been in those cages? Uh, I, I respectfully am not familiar with the term cages and to what you are referring. Cruz even brought poster-sized pictures with him to the Senate Judiciary Committee in order to show Mayorkas what he was referring to when the secretary denied that migrant children are being held in locked enclosures. Oh, by the way, here's a photograph of the Biden cages. That, um, uh, Senator... Um, that is precisely why I articulated. Children beginning. sleeping on floors crashed in upon each other. When I took this photograph, the COVID rate, rate of COVID positivity was over 10%. May I, may I speak, Senator? You can answer the question, how many kids have been in these that, conditions? That is precisely why I stated in March of this year that a Border Patrol station is no place for a child, number one. Okay, but number two, all right, that is precisely- Secretary Mayorkas, you're not answering my question, so let me ask you this. In the past year, has Joe Biden been down to see firsthand the Biden cages? Senator, I will again... Respect- has Joe Biden been down to see this facility? Uh, yes or no? The president has not been down to... The- okay, no. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to listen to Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about history being our future. Your own personal history is often referred to as your testimony. It's your recounting of your own events in your life, something that no one can ever take away. I mean, think about it. When Peter and John were called on the carpet to be confronted by the religious leaders, they were told in Acts chapter 4 to never speak the name of Jesus again. What did Peter answer? He said in verse 13, I believe it was, he said, I cannot stop speaking what I have seen and heard because it was his story. It was part of his history and it guided him. The same is true for bodies of people collectively like communities and nations. So I believe there's two rules about history. One that everyone knows is the old adage that if we do not pay attention to our history, then we're doomed to repeat it, meaning that we must always see the true vision, good and bad, of our past and work to avoid those past mistakes. But the second one is sort of an adage of my own making, I guess. I believe that if we allow our history to be rewritten, to have our stories removed or abolished, that we will lose sight of our future. It is the stories of our past that set the tone for our future. Past successes breed more successes. Past failure breeds resilience and a desire to overcome. Past victories breed patriotism. Past defeats build a desire to never be in that position again. The past is not where we should live. You cannot rest on your past. But you must remember it. You must understand it. It is from your past that you build your testimony, that story, like Peter and John, that no one can ever take away from you because it's your story. History. I say know it. Embrace it and live better because of it. You can find that podcast at rightsideradio.org.